So Jamal, you don't like TikTok? Yeah, What's I was about to say. So you were saying all the pretty girls is on TikTok more than Instagram? Uh, I think so. I think they have more fun watching those videos. They a lot of them they put their TikTok content on Instagram. That's how you know that's what they focus on. They put their A level content on TikTok and then just double it up on Instagram. You already know. But I'm talking about like the baddies that I'll be seeing you like under the pictures, not like just regular pretty girls, like the real bad ones that when I'll be finding them, it says Doyen Wave liked. Yeah, they're probably on TikTok as well. They seem like they're too cool to be on TikTok, though. Uh, what? <laughs> no woman is too cool for TikTok. That's their drug. Nah, they, they're they not too cool to be addicted to it, but they might be too cool to make corny-ass voiceover videos. Nah, they love it. You said it yourself that all a certain community of women, you said all they want to do is watch TikTok and eat chips. That's what you said. But those don't be like the baddies that I'm talking about. I don't know, man. Women love TikTok. They do. But like, as you was asking me earlier, um, I hate the TikTok that my coworker, like, I get to see through him. It's, it's fucking annoying. It's noisy as shit. It's nonstop information. It's fucking crazy. Like, back-to-back videos of trash and shit that's supposed to, like, make me laugh. And then right after that, it'd be like... This is how you can make your own light bulb. And it's just like, dog, shut the fuck up. Turn this shit off. Don't you want to just think for like two minutes? Don't you like, why don't you go read some shit? Like it's just nonstop content. And it's just, it's a little too crazy for me. I'm scared for like what the next TikTok's gonna be. Whoa, you sound like DJ Vlad. For real? Yeah. Three days ago he went viral because he tweeted. As an adult, playing video games for long periods of time is a form of depression. If you don't believe me, ask yourself this. Think about the 100 greatest moments of your life. (laughs) Do any of these moments include video games? Probably not. And this comes from a lifelong gamer. If I had to think about the 100, I would say maybe a, a few might have to do with video games. I remember when I was like in middle school, early high school when we used to play halo and shit that shit was some of my most fun moments with like brandon delante and jarrell and vincent and kwasi like we used to have like fun madden moments and fun halo moments so i would have to say maybe in the 100 it might be in there one video game experience might be in there well dj vlad will probably tell you to get your hustle up and don't have enough time get those old memories out of there no i do agree with him though like Playing video games kind of can be a form of depression, at least for me, because I don't really even play them shits no more. Maybe because I don't have a new system, but Mm. I feel weird playing video games for a long time. I do feel like I'm kind of wasting time sometimes. Yeah, I can see that for sure. But I just think because... Being redundant, just looking at a screen, not really using your brain. Probably just because like everything else, video games are whack now. So, you know... Shit is ain't, it just ain't the same. And I'm just, I'm an old man now. I'm grumpy and old. Yeah, speaking of grumpy and old, there's a lot of things that people said that, hey, you got to answer for these things. Uh-oh, me? Or- like, hey, man, we haven't done retractions in a while. Casey didn't know this chopper suit convos. There's a lot of things people want to know. So let me, let me, I wrote some of it down. They want me to answer or you? I mean, yeah, mostly you, because, you know, you're a troublemaker. Oh, shit. But uh, let's see. Oh, that's my other phone. Chop a stack. Whoa, his other phone. You got two phones? One for the hoes, one for the plug? Don't ask questions. I'm not Kevin Gates. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm not a sexual predator. He's not even technically sorry. That's my uh, Why you say that? Because he was doing um oral sex on his microphone the other day? Yeah, I heard about those. And then the other one, he was sexually assaulting a invisible woman, <laughs> slapping her ass and pull your head and slap your ass and spit on your back and lick your neck. Heard an old white woman was at his show getting hot. I'm going to try some of that shit he's talking about. They like that kind of shit. Of course, they like the freaky actions. They like the sensual movements. I mean, he was a tongue in the booty all-star like Fat Trail, so you know him. He's been taking it to the max for a decade plus. Yeah, that's true. 
But yeah, so let's check out some of these retractions or some of these things that they want us to clarify. First of all, let me clean this up. They thought that I was being dismissive about the water situation in Jackson State. And I was not trying to be that. Hey, I'm an asshole. Sometimes I got humor. It works. It doesn't. But I'll tell you this, Brett Favre, you little shit. I knew <laughs> I never liked your punk ass, you bitch. Hold on. So what did you say about the water at Jackson? Let me tell you something. They said I was too dismissive. I wasn't paying it. I shouldn't have uh, brushed it aside like that. But let me do Yeah, they write about that. But let me tell you something, you little bitch, Brett Favre. Brett Lorenzo Favre. Wow, his middle name's Lorenzo? Yeah, something like that. Look it up. Let me tell you something. I knew you was a geeker when you was uh, one of the first homies caught up. Remember, he was one of the first homies to, yeah, to send Youngin's dick pics and moving ugly. He was old. He didn't know what he was doing. Nah, this is, bro, this is like 2008. <laughs> he, knew yeah, he was already like 40 by then. He knew what he was doing. He lucky it wasn't Twitter time. He's sick. Hold on. So what did he do with this shit? I'm confused why he's in trouble. Because. He took uh, welfare money? He took, yes, from the poorest state in America. Why did he take it? That's where you from? Because he was asking for the funds. There was text messages that came out the day when it was like, hey, so no one's going to be able to see this, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we got it good. Yeah, please. How did he take the welfare money? Because the governor was giving him opportunities to finesse bread without having to do anything. And he was good with it because he's like, fuck him, bro. I'm rich. I'm Brett Favre. Give me all that money. So all he had to do was do speeches and he wouldn't be in trouble? Yeah, he didn't even do the speeches. And also, the thing is, how are you from this place? You know how people struggle. You know how fucked up it is. And you're still snaking. Those those are the most dog boys, tricksters. And I can't believe they made him share an MVP with Barry Sanders. Nasty. That was Barry Sanders' MVP. He got 2,000 yards. And they let this little white man get all these MVPs. Overrated. Threw a lot of picks. Get this guy out of here. If he was in the NFL today, people, he wouldn't last as long because the standards of quarterbacking are higher than ever. But that's another story for another day. Damn. So he ain't got no bread from Wranglers in the NFL? I don't know what he's doing. He might be tricking it off on prostitutes. I don't know what he does with his free time. He used to be a drug addict. I hope he's not on drugs again. I don't well, know somebody put in a Twitter thread a tale of three quarterbacks. Brett Favre stole $5 million intended for four poor people in Mississippi, the poorest state in America. Tom Brady had a hundred million in PPP loans forgiven yet had a $375 million sports commentator contract. God bless him. Is that true about Tom Brady? I don't know about that, but he didn't get the contract yet. He hasn't even started the job. Did he get a hundred million in PPP loans forgiven? I don't know. I just said that. Do you listen, son? And then the third quarterback, they said Michael Vick engaged in illegal dog fighting. Which (laughs) Which one went to jail? The nigga that didn't read the playbook. That's what I'm saying. If you were better at football, <laughs> they wouldn't sit your dumb ass down. Sorry. See, I'm getting mad today because Michael Vick, you know, he's a guy that I love, but I'm he's just, uh, I just get sick at people that I'm like, man, you were supposed to be the one that changed everything, but you just didn't care. But hey, why should I care? That's your career. And it's just sports anyways. But Brett Favre, you're a little shit. Yeah, I don't care if you talk. I always thought he was racist. Not saying this means he's racist, but as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, I just always thought he was racist. People go tell me, Brett Favre's not racist. Oh, no, you're not racist. Whoa. I just felt like I just seen he just seems racist to me. I mean, stealing from people in Mississippi, yeah, it's a lot of black people there, but it's a lot of white people there too. So I don't think that's a racist thing. I think that's a class thing. He doesn't care about the poor people of Mississippi because he's rich now. That happens to a lot of people. They grow up poor, they become rich, and then they forget what it's like to be poor. You know? I mean, I told you about the Gulf states. They None of the rich people care about the poor people there. That's why their beaches suck and their tourism sucks. <laughs> yeah. They have beaches down there that aren't popping. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> 
Uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah. Brian Gumble's brother, Greg, I'm sorry. I've been growing up watching you on college basketball. You're smooth. You're cool. You I'm like his uh, afro? Yeah, he's cool, man. I like Greg, man. G-Reg, man. I'm sorry I forgot your name, sir. What else? Oh, yeah. People are like, can you break down your criteria for basketball players? Because they said <laughs> you got dunk contests and sneakers, then you must have other random shit in there that doesn't make sense. So they like for you to please break down your criteria so they can understand your logic. I'll break down my goddamn criteria. Ten motherfucking scoring titles, defensive player of the year, did all that shit by 99, came in in 84, and you got dope sneakers and dunk contests. I don't understand what y'all are so fucking uh, confused about. It's if, if we just going to talk about his stats, he already wins the GOAT conversation. I don't give a fuck about LeBron losing in how many finals did he lose? Six? Uh, how many finals did he lose? Six, right? Yes. Yeah, he lost six finals. He doesn't have a defensive it's player not of the he, year. Award. His team. He doesn't have a defensive player of the year. A award. lot of people feel like he was cheated over Marcus Son 2012. That's what I'm saying. All of these things. He lost to Dwight Howard. Huh? He lost to Dwight Howard in the. No, he lost to Mark Gasol and Dwight Howard. Come on, the playoffs. Yeah, Dwight Howard at that time was one of the best players in the league. He finished second in MVP before, three-time defensive player of the year. Just because, see, that's a problem with a lot of you guys. You guys act like Dwight Howard is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's not a top 10 player. Huh? Not a top 10 player. What, all time? Yeah. Okay, who played against more all-time top 10 people, Michael Jordan or LeBron? When it's all said and done, it's going to be LeBron. Hold on, he played against Steph? He didn't play against Shaq. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Against the Miami Heat. Oh, when Shaq on. was on the Heat. I want to hear about no goddamn Heat Shaq. But that counts. What do you mean oh. you don't want to hear about Shaq Heat Shaq? Okay, so Shaq, Shaq, Steph, Shaq and Steph Curry. Who else? Kobe, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Duncan. Kevin Durant. I thought you said he was cooked earlier. Yeah, he is cooked, but he's still one of the greatest players ever. He's Tim in your Duncan. top 10? He's in your top 10? I, I think he'll end up being in the top 10 when Whoa. he retires. He probably will. And Tim Duncan's in the top 10, right? Yeah. So saying he played, went against more heat. He went against old Tim Duncan, dog. No, he didn't. When Tim Duncan in 2007. Oh, yeah, he did. What are yeah. you talking about? Then he played him again in 13 and 14. And yeah, I was talking about 13 and 14. Nice. I was talking about 13. Tim Duncan was, nice. if, they, if the Spurs didn't choke the finals in 2013, Tim Duncan was going to get finals MVP. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, it does. I said to me, it don't mean shit. I mean, yeah. LeBron, I mean, this is LeBron James we're talking about. This criteria. is LeBron James we're talking about. You're talking about 15-year Tim Duncan. That's what I'm saying. Y'all are, y'all are giving him excuses for 15-year in the league, niggas. And y'all want what him do you mean 15 in the year? Do you for, forget who else was on that team? That Kawhi Leonard, that Manu Ginobili, that Tony Parker, that Boris Diaw, that Danny Green. That one of the best shooting displays in NBA Finals history. And he had the third best shooting guard on his third best shooting guard. That nigga was barbecue chicken by then. He was was hurt. He was barbecue chicken. (laughs) Out of those four years, D-Wade was great in the first two. By 13, 14, he was cooked. That's why I don't only lost LeBron. I blame in the finals is 2011. Other than that, that nigga was going against Monstars. I don't fault him for that. No, nah, Danny Green was just So that's why I don't even talk about NBA head. Finals. But, hey, that's the thing. LeBron has an argument. He's going to have the all-time scoring record. He has an argument for sure. I'm not going to deny that. Top 10 in rebounds. Most all-NBA selections. The longevity king. He is going to be the one that, hey, Michael Jordan, you had to quit two times because you couldn't take pressure. I went yeah, through but he got pressure. Rings, nigga. I went through more pressure in a harder area. I never had to quit. I was always in the spotlight. So losing. He can say, hey, hey, you can say losing, but that's the thing. Michael Jordan, all those championships he had, he was supposed to win. They were the favorites. Who was he? He wasn't going. That's the difference. Like when LeBron and them are going against that big four Spurs, hey, it's a toss-up. When LeBron was going against the Warriors with no Kevin Love, and then Kyrie gets hurt. Who's blaming him for that? Then they go against a 73-win team. 
beat them. Then the 73 win team gets Kevin Durant. I mean, I'm just saying, like, hey, I don't blame for that. And then I, before that, even uh, what's his name, Kevin Garnett, and then they talking about <laughs> that's a nasty big three, by the way. That Boston Celtics team, they be acting like they won 20 rings, they won one ring, but they be talking about, yeah, we had to go whoop the whoop and get LeBron because LeBron was dangerous. I'm like, whoa, those old men were scared of LeBron. So that's what I'm saying. He had a lot of pressure. He had to go through a lot while his teammates were no disrespect. People like uh, Anderson Verizal. Yeah, but he never he never wore Williams. Hey, never had on gold chains while he was balling. Yeah, and then he took that off because by the time he was in the NBA, that was illegal. So I'm saying, what does that have to do with anything? That has a lot to do with it for me. I don't care about y'all punk ass LeBron James longevity bullshit. I don't care if y'all are basketball purists more than me. He's not the goat to me. Um, a lot of I like said Jordan stats. Well, Michael Jordan is better, but for me, it doesn't even have to do with championships. That, it's just I, he's the most complete basketball player ever. That's, that's it. yeah. I mean, that's just basically that's why I keep mentioning. Nah, it's, it's not here. what you're saying. The you three times steals leader sneakers that add, that adds <laughs> on to it to me. When you talk about the sport of basketball, he made basketball. He made fashion people like Saint Laurent copy his basketball shoes. That's how big. Um, he trans- that that's how crazy he trans- basketball that's yeah, how that much means you're trans- a pop culture icon that doesn't have anything to do with basketball it's because of his basketball. About pop culture it's because of his basketball playing skills that he made basketball sneakers a regular part of like it's because everything. of the great design of tinker hatfield and his great basketball game because that's the thing yeah both if it's yeah, but that's the point. Tinker Hatfield didn't just exciting, do Jordans, though. He's not the first exciting basketball player. Tinker Hatfield didn't just do Jordan shoes for Jordan. Yeah, but he hit his peak with Jordan. That's when he hit his creative. He hit his peak with a lot of people. I'm talking about his creative peak began with Michael Jordan. What's his first classic sneaker? I don't know, Air Max or something. No, it's the Jordan One. Okay, whatever, nigga. We talking about Michael Jordan, not Tinker Hatfield. Now we are because if you're bringing up sneakers, it's because of Tinker Hatfield. Yeah, but Tinker also made shoes for a lot of people. Yes, after the fact. And their shoes didn't do that shit. Nah, niggas. What do you What do you mean? He created the Air Max, (laughs) the other classic sneaker for Nike. Jordan brand and Air Max. Those are literally their top two. You could argue he made it. He invented it. So that's what I'm saying. It's not like that's the only thing he did, but like you said, uh, so what can you break down your criteria again? You said who else? Gold chains, earrings, <laughs> yep, yeah. Wings. Yeah, I'm putting that in there. I don't give a fuck. You're like, I'm supposed to like shy away from that. No, we just <laughs> want to learn. Scoring titles, defensive play, big moments, um, like his little stupid shot over Craig Elo, um, flu game shit, dunk contests. Cool dunks, um, even when making his jersey look cool. Yep, all that shit matters to me. I don't give a <laughs> fuck about you basketball niggas. Take that shit and eat it, nigga. He's still better than LeBron. I don't give a fuck about no longevity and all that shit y'all talking about, nigga. I can bring up the dumbest shit and I'm st- and he's still the greatest. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. attracting shit. More basketball takes. So you said. Wide receivers are like basketball players. Basketball players don't get shut down. But basketball oh. players do get shut down. Duh. It happens most, but that's the difference, though. Basketball, the reason why I say Kevin Durant is cooked because I don't give a fuck about the regular season. In basketball, it only matters about the playoffs because it's 82 games in the regular season. You're playing a lot of scheduled games where people don't care. They're playing four games in five nights, seven and 11, all these weird, they try to get rid of back-to-backs, but it's still three and fives and different things. The regular season is a myth. The playoffs, when you play the best, that's when you see who's who. That's when James Harden, in the regular season, people call him the greatest score ever. In the playoffs, he's a myth. Kevin Durant, they say greatest score ever. We saw last year, he got strapped. Kyrie Irving, most skilled nigga ever, he got strapped. Who strapped him? The Boston Celtics, Tatum was having his way. Brown was having his way. 
Marcus Smart was having his way. Derek White was doing his thing. They got a lot of defenders on their team. Did Bruce Bowen and Shane Battier, did they ever, were they strapping Kobe? No. So he's the only one that doesn't get strapped? Nah, it's different. That's what he strap himself sometimes with his shots. Yeah, he with his decision making. That's what Kobe would do. But that's the thing with players today, the defenses are more complex. Everything is super schemed up. It's easier to shut down a basketball player. It's five on five. You switch everything. That's why the big man position has changed. They want someone that's able to move and switch, like a Kevon Looney. Like a Robert Williams. That's why LeBron got strapped up against the Mavericks because of that zone and he couldn't yeah, shoot. Yeah, it was you was shook. They were rotating, he couldn't shoot. That's what I'm saying. He it took LeBron a longer time to become a better, more complete basketball. Player. And that's why Jordan used to get strapped up against the Pistons. He, he didn't get up. strapped up, he would still drop buckets, but oh it's harder yeah. to get. Interesting. What he would still get buckets, even though LeBron scored like Six eight points in the com- four combined fourth quarters, and he's hey, hey. Michael he's Jordan. Good. Went to college for three years and played under one of the greatest coaches ever. Uh, LeBron had to get it out the mud and come out through high school. It's a different development. Hey man, I'm I'm a LeBron fan, dog. I'm just saying, like Jordan's just the goat. Like, he is the goat, but I don't know. Your logic was funny, but anyways, when it comes to wide receivers. Nah, a wide receiver can have their way. Even in basketball today, you see a perimeter player like Anthony Edwards, Jalen Green. It takes them literally the whole season to figure out how to play against NBA defenses and then start to get productive. But a wide receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson, they come in blackout. Uh, Jamar Chase came in blackout. Jalen Waddell came in and did his thing. Devontae Smith came in and did his thing. So in basketball, it's easier to defend because it's what? It's a compressed court. It's five on five. But in football, oh, yeah, hell no. You can't stop those guys. So I would actually say it's harder for Jalen Ramsey. than it is. Yeah, it's harder. It's harder. It's easier to strap up a star basketball player than it is a star wide receiver. Because that's what this whole discussion came about because – yeah, that's what I was saying. So your comparison, I would say your comparison about comparing them to elite scorers is backward, is, isn't correct because the elite scorers can get strapped. And because you don't care about regular season because most of them only get strapped. In the yeah, because even in the playoffs, I saw Jamar Chase was still doing his thing. That's why the great wide receivers, I mean, even in all sports, the meaning of greatness, of being the legacy, the all-time greats is playoff performances not the regular season. The reason why Michael Irvin is the playmaker is not because he had great regular season stats. It's because in the playoffs, he stepped up another level. The reason why Jerry Rice is the GOAT is because in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs, yeah, he has a Super Bowl MVP. In the playoffs, he stepped up three levels. That's one of the reasons why Larry Fitzgerald is an all-time great. It's because the run for them to go to the Super Bowl, that brother was on another level. That's what it's really about. He should have left the Cardinals. But that's what it's really about. So what would you even say was the golden era of wide receivers? Because for me, I think it was the 2000s. Or do you think this era that we see right now is the golden era? I don't think it's the 2000s. But I also like to see people like Revis and Champ go against this era of receivers the reason why i say the 2000s is the golden era is because you had randy moss teal marvin harrison those are arguably top five wide receivers of all time in their peak you had steve smith who's a hall of fame level player chad johnson hall of fame level player even guys like heinz ward super bowl mvp it was a lot of talent at that time. Larry Megatron. Yeah, Larry. Anquan Bolden. Like, even Jerry, Grandpa Jerry Rice, you can still count him. Like, the early 2000s, he was balling with the Raiders when they made the Super Bowl in 2002. When he had those dreads. like Yeah, the little cornrows. Like, the, the 2000s, I think, was, like, the reason why I say that's the peak is because you had Hall of Fame, top five, top ten, Hall of Fame level players, the more of them, like it was so many. There was even nice, like even 
not trying to say that he's was a superstar or anything, but like, oh yeah, I'm even forgot. Like Tory Holt's in the Hall of Fame. Isaac Bruce is in the Hall of Fame. Like the 2000s, it was a lot of niggas, bro. Can Santana Moss can't get in there, can he? No, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he was a very good player. He was a beast, bro. He, yeah, he was a good player. He got 10,000 yards, 66 touchdowns. That's not enough. No, because he didn't win anything. Yeah. That's what it's about. If you if you did that on a Super Bowl winning team, then yeah, you Michael Irving. You win. You're the playmaker. But that's and that's another difference too. Like with last week, that was another thing. What about the tight ends? Was that the golden era for tight ends too? Uh even though Tony was in the 90s, he was still balling. Antonio. Yeah, Day. you could say the two, I guess. I don't know. I think it's kind of now with Kelsey and these niggas. Yeah, you're right. And Pitts. Now. Kelsey, yeah, Pitts, Mark Andrews, Kittle, Waller. You got these wide receivers turning into tight ends. Yeah. But um, with London Fletcher, another reason why he isn't considered on the same level as Ray Lewis is because, yeah, like you said, Ray Lewis is probably simply a better player. I won't dispute that. But I was trying to point out that a lot of it has to do with narrative. And you said it yourself. Ray Lewis has big moments in the where the playoffs, Mm -hmm. that iconic play. You talked about the interception against the Titans. I remember watching it live. That was in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You mentioned it as well. Ray Lewis has what? A Super Bowl MVP. Ray Lewis. And he had had hype coming in. Yeah. I mean, not. Yeah, he linebacker had more, hype. Yeah, he, he had more hype than um people wanted to see him play linebacker. Like niggas. Yeah, was really- but that's the thing. It's like the reason why I'm pushing back on it a little bit is because Ray Lewis was the 26th pick in the draft. And you know, the real Don Dons, you a top five, top ten pick. Like the uh oh, Ravens, the Ravens had two picks in the uh the Ravens had two picks in the first round. They took Jonathan Ogden fourth. For a reason. He was the blue chip. Yeah. Ray Lewis, you know, he wasn't even the first linebacker taken. Yeah, I was going to ask, who was? was it the Broncos Christmas? took John Mobley at 15. He was a good player. I remember him. The Lions took Reggie Brown. Oh. And he was, yeah, he was the third linebacker taken. So Say he, I was older than him? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. Like five years, probably? Yeah, Junior Sayles came in the NFL early 90s. Right, right, right. Yeah, nineteen ninety. He was in a Super Bowl and lost. Yeah, ninety four against the 49ers. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like London Fletcher, you you even said it yourself. What's more impressive as a defensive player, winning a Super Bowl when the narrative of your team is the greatest show on turf, with two Hall of Fame wide receivers, a Hall of Fame quarterback, and a Hall of Fame running back, or playing on the 2000 Ravens one with of the Trent greatest, Dilfer. huh with Trent Dilfer yeah with Trent Dilfer and on that offense but on the defense you got me Ray Lewis I'm a Hall of Famer Rod Woodson he's a Hall of Famer and then you had a uh, pro bowlers Peter Bowler huh yeah Peter Bowler was nice Jamie Sharper Sam Adams and they had Jamie Sharper too yeah they were, had one of the best linebacker cores in the league that's why I was saying that's what I was trying to say like with Ray Lewis yeah, he was nice, but, bro, his team was stacked defensively. Yeah, the offense was shit, but defensively, they were stacked. And then, hey, running backs, you had two running backs and Jamal Lewis and Priest Holmes who ended up becoming super dons. Yeah. So, yeah, their quarterbacks sucked, but they had two nice running backs. Damn, they had Jamie Sharp and Richmond's own. So, I'm saying, like, they had a, they were stacked oh, defensively, offensively, yeah. But when it comes to that, and that was another point I was saying, like with Deion Sanders, when people say he's the greatest cornerback ever, people don't really use numerical evidence because it's more, I guess, based on reputation. Because even I was saying in the um, chat, the DMV football chat, that Rod Woodson won Defensive Player of the Year in 1993, a year before Deion did. There's a lot of people that would say Rod Woodson is better because he could do everything Dion did as a cover corner. He was just as fast, but he could also tackle. He could blitz. He was more versatile. So yeah. some people preferred Rod Woodson because they say he's more of an all-around football player. Yeah, people try to bring up Daryl Green when they brought up Dion. Yeah, because Daryl Green, another one that, hey, I'm just as fast and I'm ta- I can tackle. I'm small, 
but I'm physical. He was good at press. Even Michael Irvin talked about it. You already know Michael Irvin's what, like 6'3? Daryl Green was like 5'8, 5'9, but he talked about, yo, coming in the NFC East, the first person I knew I had to look for is Daryl Green. Cause yeah, he was the man. He was 5'9. But if you even look, the NFL, when they made their 100th anniversary team, Daryl Green made the team. He is one of the top 10 cornerbacks ever. Is he the best Redskin ever? Uh, you still got to care about John Riggins and them. Uh, now nah, he's better than John Riggins. John Riggins isn't on the anniversary team, yeah, it is him. Or if you're, I mean, you know, I, I respect the old school, so they would say it's Sammy Ball. I don't know who that is, yeah, he played in the 30s and <laughs> 30s, 40s, and 50s. Uh, Mad Dog probably likes him. Oh, yeah, you know that he won, he won like he's like the first modern quarterback, won a lot of passing titles and all that. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Played at college at TCU. I don't care. The award for best quarterback in college football is named after him. Doesn't matter. He won two NFL titles, four-time first-team All-Pro, six-time second-team All-Pro, six Pro Bowls, four times led the league in passing yards, two times led it in touchdowns, three times led it in passer rating, eight times leading in completion percentage, and he was also... An all-pro punter. Were black people allowed in the league yet? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Dang, so they were allowed to play football before baseball? Uh, Like a year or something before, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and guess what team they played for? Uh, the Chicago... Nah, in words come on no the browns <laughs> browns oh yeah jim brown in them i don't know whoa i don't know i think it's a uh, marion motley or one yeah well yeah what else do we have to yeah we're still in retractions oh yeah oh they feel like we need to come up with a better name for porn rap they say that's offensive and they feel like <laughs> we are you made it up rappers me. nah you did it too i didn't make it up though you didn't stop like, it no. i like the name you like it yeah they know you like because you don't push back and then i asked one of the young ladies i said well what what, what genre would you classify wap as and then they started laughing yeah they talking about she said get that little thingly thing in the back of my throat that's crazy <laughs> i like i like that song though yeah it's a nice song lyrically you like the hook? Um, I like when uh, Cardi B says, beat it up, nigga, catch a charge. Yeah, it's nice. It's my favorite part. <laughs> so do you think that the term porn rap should be changed? to something? No, I love that name. <laughs> it's hilarious, and it's funny. I mean, it does seem like you're kind of dissing their talent. Yeah, see, they, they don't like that. Dissing their talent. But I feel like you call... Male rappers, porn rappers, too. Well, Not they'll just, say, no, you call it like trap music or gangster rap or opera. You call Uncle Luke and them porn rap. Yeah, they are porn rappers. Boz was definitely a porn rapper. He was. He's from Florida. Then he used to talk about the craziest shit. <laughs> like wild shit. Like stuff out of like he would make up sex stuff. Like I didn't well, know. He would invent it. Yeah, like, I didn't even know you could do that. Like he has a song where he says he needs him a bitch that pussy smell like water. Nice, clean, wet pussy with no odor. And he goes in more and more details about this clean pussy that he needs. That's I what, mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like, it's just where you're, where's your brain at? You can write that much about <laughs> pussy. Yeah, why not? I mean, oh yeah, who else do I gotta apologize to? Uh, oh yeah, sorry, French Montana. I try to act like Nav, Nav is better than you. Well, right Nav now. Nav is better. I don't care about his past. No, no, no. You want to bring up Mac and uh, cheese and shit? I get uh, it. I want to be respectful. No, but this. since he's been left, uh, since Max B been locked up, Nav's better. No, that's not true. Yeah, shit. It's not true. Uh, Shout it. Bust it. Why? Open. What you talking I like your album. Uh, your French with Harry Fraud. Montego was a good album. I actually kind of like it more than Nav's album, and I forgot about it. I'm sorry, French Montana. You are better than him historically. But right now, I like Nav more, but I should never disrespect. He's Mr. definitely Coke. better historically. Coke, Coke wave himself. 
Yeah, I actually agree with that because uh, boys. I'm, I'm just trying to be nice to Nav because I've been mean to Nav. Did you ever listen to his album? Yeah, I did. I actually, um, I think I le- I didn't I didn't finish like maybe like the last six songs. <laughs> yeah, you got the you got. The I was just busy, it. just busy. But um, he held his own on every song that he had a feature. He kind of was doing the best on every song that he had a feature. Honestly, <laughs> like he was like doing his thing, and um. I like the song where he talks about um, like his friends dying and stuff. And oh uh, yeah, you know what I mean. That show a little bit of versatility. Um, I think my problem with him sometimes he he keeps the same like cadence throughout the whole song, like the hook and the verse be like the same cadence. But it wasn't that bad. But um, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Did the uh, future and Don Tolliver's song live up to your expectations? No, because it was a girl song, so they were kind of stuck in a box. Oh, you didn't want them to make a song for the ladies? I wanted them just to be spaced out and having fun. Uh, just fly. I want them just to be fly and shit. Uh, you got to dedicate something for the ladies. Yeah, but why did you have to make it on the future and Don Tolliver song? I want to hear those two. I like when Don Tolliver has fun with people like Future. Yeah, but Nav... Like I said, he has a song with Don Tolliver called Recap about the honeys, and it's fire. So I can see why he wanted to add future to that mix, especially after Wait For You blew up. And It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad or nothing. It just, you know, I just just wanted something different, but it wasn't bad. And I think that um, Travis and Lil Baby's song isn't bad either. It's just not like a banger, you know? I, just don't, I can't see that being like a really successful song. Yeah, he put out videos for both songs recently. And I think the second you watch those song, videos. No, I didn't watch the videos. I saw Nav you care about music videos anymore. No, I saw uh Nav sign somebody's Yeezys. That was pretty cool and nice of him. You said he did what? He signed someone's Yeezys. Who Nav? Yeah. Well, you thought that was something nice. I don't know. I guess people thought he was supposed to be like just felt feel disrespected because it was a Yeezy. It's not like Nav has his own goddamn shoes, but what? Hey man, you millennials are crazy. <laughs> so you care about music videos still? Hell yeah, I love music videos. That's how I learn about most of these rappers. You think I'm gonna just press play on a, a Visible Boy? I'm from the nineties. <laughs> Invisible Boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the. 90s. I gotta <laughs> see the vision. What are you trying to sell? So did you watch Ice Spice video? Of course. You like her hair? It's nice. I like her ethnicity, her culture, not trying to straighten it too much. I don't think that was her. Yeah, her her hair definitely, you know, is capturing a lot of people's attention. I I think there might have been like a little wiggy wig that she'd want to throw on. No, it's a Steve Hightower situation. I think it was... um, People Steve kept posting. Tower, my bad. Have you seen that people are saying that Glorilla Steve Tower and Regina? Yeah, they Glorilla's parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Look like that. laughs> I forgot his last name was Hot Tower. Yeah, on the show. Whoa, oh, man, Steve Hot Tower. <laughs> That's Steve Harvey, bro. Yeah, he had to switch it up. He called the nigga Steve Hot Tower. That was really his name. Is he the principal? <laughs> huh? Is he the principal? Nah, his baby boo Regina was the yeah. husband. He was just a teacher. Yeah, and then he became the assistant principal. Dang, he wanted to be Mr. Clark. Well, I don't know about that. He wasn't really trying to save the ghetto. He didn't care about the kids. Yeah, so do you think those are Gl- Glorilla's parents? Can you see the resemblance? Yeah, I can for sure. With the uh, Steve Harvey's teeth and then Regina's like... <laughs> but those are her new teeth though, right? Those are probably his new teeth. Give it Steve Harvey said. Ah, chill, man. I like Glorilla. She's a nice young lady. You're I like her music. Fan. She's getting uh, better from what I'm hearing. I'm looking forward to hearing her album. I, she's, she's not a porn rapper. None of these Memphis girls are porn rappers. Yeah, they'll talk about sexual stuff here and there, but they I don't know. They've seen more players. I can't wait till she gets a fan base and has a name. I'm join, I'm being in it. Yeah. Like the glow barbs or whatever they're gonna call it. I'm I'm part of it already. Oh man. And you're right, they don't they're not porn rappers. Her um homegirl gloss up. She had a, one of her rap videos, she was rapping with her baby in her arm. Yeah, I saw that. She was rapping with the youngin from like uh Memphis or something, or Milwaukee, right? 
I don't remember. No, I think it was just hers. It was just her. Oh, uh, she had her baby in her arm. Like that's some gangster shit. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I gotta, I gotta yeah. get it how I live. But um, did so. What did you like most about Ice Spice video? I liked her wordplay. I liked her trying to shake her ass. Yeah, I was gonna ask, did you like her dance moves? Yeah, they were all right. She tried her best. Do you like that? Sh- Do you like how she's switching up on people and now like reneging on? Uh, shows that she signed on for after the song blew up munch yeah i love love it better get that back whoa i think she should have just used those because why fault those people for being hip and ahead of the curve i would still do those shows and then run up the price on the other people get more money yeah 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 but that seems like some new york shit to do I think that's just how a lot of these young people is. There's no honor because of people like Plies making songs about runoff on the plug twice. Why do you think payroll always has to teach us about honor and respect and having restraint and not being a snake? Because these kids honor being a snake. I mean, YSL, they call themselves snakes. They like this the culture of being slimy and disrespectful and crossing people. I think that um, Twitter, everybody else probably already knows, but I think I finally have figured out what a munch is. What is it? I think it's when you um, eat the girl out, but you don't hit it afterwards. Of course. You didn't know that? Oh. I, I thought it could be a munch <laughs> if you just if you just like eating girls out. Nah. I was going to say, I'm a munch. I like doing that for the right lady. Well. I've never been a munch either <laughs> in my life. By the well, way, we have we have heard about a young man who did some munching and got low, right? Oh, who? <laughs> you don't got to say the name. But... No, nah, I ain't saying the name, man. But you know, but, do I know about this? Yeah, man. Your people's told us the story. And then you was like, hey, is that your man? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> did some munching. Did they get away on their own? Huh? Did they leave on their own? Or they just had yeah, to... they munched and rocked. I think oh. the, the lady was like, all right, bye. And he was had to get low. What can you do? Oh, damn. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest because I don't give a fuck. One time I uh, was a munch, but I actually was a munch by choice. <laughs> Why? You didn't You didn't have a strap? What's going on? It was just some po- heavy politics in the situation. Politics? Hey, man, when you live a crazy life like me, sometimes situations end up in you front of you. The box is enough? Sometimes situations end up in front of you where you're not supposed to be there. And I wasn't supposed to be there, so but I still wanted to just see something. Nah, I would have been there. if I'm there. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Nah, I, nah, I couldn't, man. It's, it's politics. I'm gonna get the context of this behind the scenes. Next. It was just politics, and I had to just yeah, see something, whatever. and I had to just let her know, like, look, I can do this, but <laughs> I know you want the rest, but I can't do that. I'm sorry. Oh my god, this guy is a nasty boy, man. Hey, man, when you, hey, man, sometimes I live a full life, man. Sometimes it's not always beautiful. Yeah, your new alias is Munchy, man. But it was by choice. Yeah, hey, I never been. I've never been munched out um, by force <laughs> in my life. Hey, the name of this episode is Munchy, man, for you. But anyway, <laughs> you thought I was feeling you? That nigga, I'll munch. I'm going to New York this weekend too. I, I wonder. Boy, are you excited? Yeah. How many more trips are you making in New York this week, uh, this year? Because you know summer officially ends next Saturday. I know you're gonna be in New York next weekend too, right? You got. No, I'm gonna be there on Halloween and like a few other weekends in Fourth of July. I mean, I said Fourth of July, New Year's. I'm gonna be there on Halloween, a few weekends in October. It would be dope to be in New York on New Year's, but it's gonna be cold as a motherfucker. But we're gonna see. Yeah, but you're from Virginia. You used to the cold in the winter time. I might see. I might be somewhere with clear blue water on New Year's. Oh, okay. Or I might be down in Noya. The Hudson River. No, nah, I might be in Noya actually. Uh, I mean, hit the Big Easy. Sheezy. Yeah, for shizzle. Ladies, take it easy. Have you ever told a girl that you wanted to hump her? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You said the words hump. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering because um. Snoop Dogg. I was listening to a Snoop Dogg song, and um, it was actually yeah, "Let's Get Blown." He yeah, of course, "Let the Biggie Bump with You, Hump with You." Of he course, said, he said a nigga want to hump you. Yeah, that's crazy to me. That's what we do to them, though. Yeah, how come nobody uses the word "hump" anymore? 
I don't know. I think because, uh, like I've, I, that is a good question, but that brings us to a <laughs> segment we were supposed to do about it brings us to a segment yeah it brings us to a segment we were supposed to do but we never started it maybe we'll start it next week about reintroducing old lingo that we heard in rap music growing up and educate the people on these sort of terms but with humping i think that went away because we just became more graphic and explicit as a society and that romance is gone so that humping is romantic huh you think humping is more romantic? No, I'm showing you the evolution. It okay. went from, I'd like to kiss you, hold your hand. Will you be my girl? You shine brighter than the sun to computer love to let's get married to Henry Jean. That girl's not mine to Dirty mm. Diana, Freakos, you know? Mm. And then we have gangster rap. You already know. Hip hop, hip hop. <laughs> now we have, uh, People calling women bitches. Now the romance is starting to fade away because rap music is now the dominant genre in black music. And what happens to R&B? They have to switch it up. Make New Jack swing. Switch up. We get Jodeci. They were romance boys in in the beginning. Then I'm freaking you and you're freaking me. They were thuggy though. Yeah, exactly. But they were were romance boys. Like their big song is forever my lady they were lover boys they were gentlemen it's like a dream. Yeah, they were crying and falling on their knees and exactly what i'm saying they were lover boys and then it, then they became thuggy r&b guys you just reminded me tomorrow in the gym i'm bumping um forever the eight ball mjg rick ross bumby joint i forgot about that mm, song word my shit. and then um then you have of course sylvester the molester making songs with my mind is telling but my body Nothing wrong with bump and grind. And then you remind me of a Jeep. So now we turn something sacred and sensual into now a woman reminds me of a car. I want to ride it. I want to bump you, baby. You want to bump her. Yeah, my bad. Bump you. Yeah. So then we have the evolution of whose song was, what was uh, MC Hammer? Pumps in a bump? Yeah. See, we get it close to humping now. What does that mean? We like the girls with the pumps and the bump. Yeah, the, they like girls that wear heels, heels and they like the bump that ass. ass. Yeah, I like that too. Of course, we like the girls with the pumps and the, but there's a part of the video. There's another video where he has like a speedo on. <laughs> yeah, I think Dion was there. Yeah, I'm sure. I would have told him like, bro, you got? Can I get in the other video? <laughs> None. What do you mean, Dion wanted to be there? That was the video with all the girls there. Why did he have a speedo on? Because he wanted to get sensual with the ladies. He wanted to, he wanted to pump it up. With confidence. Him. Hey, man. But that's what I think happened. So now, in terms, we went from being secretive with our lyrics to now just being direct. And I was just kidding. I was never a munch before. Those are jokes. I was fooling y'all. But yeah, so that's what I think happened to the word humping, those type of words. Now people are just direct. Now you're a munch. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Hey man, it was by like I said, it was by choice. I wasn't. (laughs) I had to just see something, but I knew I I had to get up out of there too, though. And um, you know, if I you know if I wanted to, you know, today, you know, it is what it is. I ain't gonna say nothing else. But you know, sometimes it's fun being uh that kind of munch because you you get like a an advantage. Right. that's what's up man <laughs> that's what's up <laughs> i'm just gonna shut up on that topic <laughs> i didn't hear that men in black <laughs> hit you with a little thing make you forget well, lose your memory you know who wish we didn't hear something playboy cardi's crew oh my god I, you know i don't even know if, that song sounds so crazy to me i don't even know if it was real yeah it's a real song shout out uh baby sosa shout out her crew Sir she's Man. on that Nah, her her producers made the beat and she was in the studio. That's why he kept shouting her out. Baby, he's Playboy Cardi in the beginning says, Baby Sosa and this motherfucker. And then that's even on the hook. He said, I just I just told Sosa that she is the boss. Yeah, he's talking about her. Shout out, baby Sosa. But like you don't that. like the song. I like the song. I wish it was for Playboy Cardi only, even though Rocky his verse eventually grew on me 
but I like the song. I like Carl I like the sample on that sample. Yeah, I like him on that sample. Yeah, that was fun. That was pretty fun. Rocky, like you said, I might have to listen to it more. His verse is when I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 turns it up a little bit. He can't help himself. He has to do all that hundred dollar bill when I feel that kind of shit. Like he doesn't really know. Yeah, how he's to a fake Midwestern guy. He feels awkward when he can't speed up. Yeah. He's a fake Bone Thugs guy a little bit. But they just seem kind of lazy on that song. It's just like, uh, hey, chilling on this joint. I like the song. Yeah, I mean, Cardi was going in. It was good to hear Cardi on a sample, though. It made me realize I don't really hear Future on that many samples. Yeah, because... He yeah. likes to control the track. He don't want like a... Like, I wonder why Future won't be like on a super gremlin type song. I feel like... What do you, you mean know, a sample? Wasn't Wait For You a sample, the biggest song of his career? Also, Mask Off was like a sample. Hey, the biggest songs of his career is his samples. Besides Wait For You, I'm talking about vocal samples, like how the super gremlin and the hook kind of... Oh, overpowers the song? It is the song to me. I mean, Kodak still did his thing, but... Yeah, he blacked out. But that, uh, that vocal hook was like carrying the song. But um, yeah, it was cool to hear Cardi on a on a different type of beat. Like I just liked how he kind of reinvents himself every time you hear him. The next time you hear him, well, Cardi's crew is mad because they said, "Rocky, that's not your song. Why did you leak it? Why did you use it to promote your alcohol brand? You're cold, and you needed to use us for a hit. If you went through the right channels, the song could have came out officially. How do you feel?" As they set Rocky's boss, I mean, as a <laughs> they set Rocky as Playboy Cardi's boss, was he? He was correct to steal the song, right? I mean, um, what did you think? Um, he probably he probably has a few of these, and was like, Cardi's gonna say no again. I don't have time for this. I need help with something, even though I have Rihanna, even though Rihanna's my baby mother and my love has nothing to do with his career though do you like that song he dedicated <laughs> has nothing to do with it. yes yeah. it does no it doesn't that that song was mid the video was cool the joint with him and rihanna but that that's my bitch song was dry oh, yeah, i never even heard it i know you did you don't listen to music even though you're a dj i don't listen to asap rocky in 2022 hey man i i hear you <laughs> I like the feature on Nas's album last year. Shout out the Wave Guys, great song. Listened to it this morning during my morning jog. It came on the shuffle. Didn't turn it off. Oh, um, I think Nas. Was... today's Nas's 49th birthday. God oh, bless. Happy birthday, Nas. What's your favorite Nas album? Favorite Nas album is hmm. Probably it was written, but I like Still Matic a lot. Favorite Nas song. But I also like Distant Relatives a lot. Favorite Nas song. Favorite Nas song. Hmm. That's a hard one, man. There's a lot of Nas songs that I love. I love You're the Man. I love that I Gave You Power. Favorite Nas song. I love I Gave You Power. I like a lot of the Illmatic songs, like in NY, NY State of Mind. I like Nas's like I like affirmative action. I like I even like Nas's coming. Pause. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I love Ether, of course, nigga. You already know. You know I'm an Ether boy. Ether boys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He won the battle. But he got. But Jay Z got stronger after Ether. <laughs> he, he he did. It became a billionaire. And Nas's boss in the process. What's your favorite Nas song? You're the man. Really? Yeah, because he said he wanted to fly the way to where Black Kings in Ghana stay. I love that the song. First time I ever heard Ghana in a rap song. I was 10. And, and I like um, One Mic is the shit too. Yeah, it's fire. What's your favorite Nas album? It was written. Oh, you're trying to copy me. I said You're the Man and It Was Written. You're supposed to like Illmatic. Not my fault I educated you on Nasi. You're supposed to like uh, Illmatic and uh, Live at the Barbecue. I came up the first, I like Mafioso rap. You're supposed to like Live at the Barbecue. Oh, Lord, that beat is not fire. Shout out Large Professor. When he was 12, he went to hell for snuffing Jesus. Yeah, I don't don't like that. Is that uh, Big L influence? Yeah, that's devil rap. That's that uh, horrorcore. See, there are other subgenres. That's horrorcore. It's like, uh, you know, shock value rap. 
that's what rappers used to do. Biggie has a lot of those. I, I don't pray to God. I has them, uh, there's yeah, there's ghetto boys were horrorcore rappers at a time. It seems like back in the days, every rapper wanted to have like a blatantly blasphemous song to the point where Tupac named his blasphemy. <laughs> they always wanted a song where they were like saying what they weren't supposed to say in terms of like God and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, they got to push push the limit. They always had a mama song, a blasphemous song. It's just interesting how rap has changed. They don't there's no more mama songs. Yeah, there's no story songs anymore. Rappers don't even use lyrics as much anymore. It's not the same genre. It's more melodic driven now. Yeah, hip hop is dead in the traditional sense. Yeah, it's not the same. That's why I like what Eminem said in his uh in his uh I guess cover store with Double XL, their 25th anniversary. Eminem, one of Jamal's favorite artists ever. I love early Eminem. I don't give a cover fuck. story. And he mentions that, yeah, he called it competitive rap. And I like that term. He meant, yeah, for the people that are competitive, like Kendrick Lamar, like J. Cole, that want to be the best, they have their own world where they still do care about the art of lyricism and wordplay and subject matter and cadences, flows, storytelling. Eminem still wants to compete. And I like that. He wants to be the <laughs> ultimate rapper. He still wants to rap. And I think that's cool. I respect that. And I hope he fucks with some dope producers and stops rapping so fast. It's not even the speed. It's the... It is the speed. Because, yeah, that's making him do that. It's the speed. Like, Eminem used to be cool and have sauce. He didn't have to rap fast all the time. It is the speed. He used to pause and shit. That's what I'm saying. He had swag. He was on his Tupac stuff. Like, Stan or... I am. What if you say I am? I was like, yeah. whoa, he's kind of Tupac. Yeah. And that's that's the song that made my brother like him. Yeah, because I'm saying that shit's hard. My brother didn't respect like how my name is and all that shit. Of course not. But yeah, whatever you say I am, that's like his Tupac DMX swag. Like, he used to have sauce. That's why it's weird that now he became this bitch-ass white boy just want to rap fast. But even when he did used to rap fast back in the days, it was better. Like when yeah, he had um, swag. Still forgot about Dre. He was rapping fast in the hood. Yeah, but I don't know, man. His brain, he said it himself. He don't even know how he's still alive. He was on a lot of drugs. And oh, yeah. you know, who knows how it is to make your brain operate again. And hey, I don't know. A lot of times, you know how it's say. They say a lot of people are at their creative peaks on drugs. And when you're off, it ain't the same. I don't advocate drug usage, but I mean... Hey. Speaking of drugs, is that why you don't like Larry June? Because he doesn't rap about doing drugs as much as currency and future? And he doesn't rap about crime like Freddie Gibbs? Nah, just like I said, his music, it's all the same. It all sounds cool. It all sounds yeah. good. And currency's it doesn't. never stands out. Currency's music doesn't sound the same and doesn't stand and, and stands out. Yeah, because... I can hear, I don't listen to every Currency project, but I've been listening to Currency for a long time. So I can go through the different waves of the late 2010s Currency to the Smokey Robinson Currency to the Pilot Talk Currency to Covert Coop. He has so many different eras, so it's hard for me to compare. You know, I'm a Currency fan, so I can judge it closely and see the evolution of the artist. I'm not a Larry June fan, so Smokey Robinson I, was when I get shit. when I get and listen to different things, I'm like, oh, all right, it's cool, but nothing ever stands out. That's why I ask you and I'll say I would ask anybody if you're a fan of somebody and you want me to support your man and you're mad that I don't want to support your man, tell me what's his best album so I can see. Oh, okay, this person at his best. Oh, all right, bet. Because there's a lot of artists, too many artists. I just listened to a West Side Boogie album today. And it was cool. It was 38 minutes, but eh, I'm not going to listen to it again. Was he There's a to lot be... of talented artists that I don't listen was to. Was he trying to be too conscious for you? Nah, he was cool. He was doing like therapy stuff, melodic stuff, trying to talk about ain't shit niggas and yeah, gang culture. He doesn't gangbang as much as he Nah, does. he does. He talks about gang culture and on the homies, on my mama and that. Even though I don't really... Oh, I'm 
I'm not even gonna He's a soulful gangster. That's why him and Kendrick are friends. He, um, wrote, he helped write on Kendrick's album on this. It's not because they're both from the left side of Compton. Oh yeah, that too. That helps. But they're soulful West Side boys. They're so I first heard Boogie, he was more ganged out. Yeah, not anymore. Now he's signed with like an R&B collective. So hey, I'm mad at it. Up. I'm mad at um certain cultures right now. Hey. But I'm not gonna get into it. Oh, yeah, right, Larry Jonas cool, but uh, yeah, I don't. It's not my thing. I know what he's doing, and I respect what he's doing. And hey, I'll listen to his album with Alchemist because you know what, Alchemist ain't gonna make that joint twenty plus songs. It's gonna be twelve songs, about 35, 45 minutes, and I'll listen to it, and I'm sure I'll like it because Larry June is not bad. So you don't like hearing about him. You don't like hearing about him sipping tea and reading and make his um, son a uh, sandwich with grapes and carrots to keep him lightweight healthy? Yeah, nah, I'm all right. You don't care about that kind of stuff? Nah. But you care about, like, um, drowning in codeine and mm. doing... Um, Talk about 50, your trauma and your pain. Doing 56, bar, yeah, doing 56 bars on a European tour? Yeah, man. We all suffering. How do you deal with this stress? Larry June, he is a good brother. So he, he rides bikes. stress in his life. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't That's have any adversity. He's a former pimp and drug dealer that is now an upstanding family man. He does have adversity. I mean, he, he did have lose. adversity. Uh, he doesn't lose. He got his trap spot rated in Vegas. Yeah, and then he made a play the next day and got it back. He's too smooth. He never loses. I like listening. <laughs> I like listening to life. I like listening to the ups, the downs, the stories. There's he does talk rappers, about life. Talk about there's his certain rappers that I just listen to for certain things. Like Larry June is in the lifestyle rapper category. For me, he is more like currency. You believe he's more like Don Kennedy. I look at him more like currency because they're both, I mean, all three of them love cars, but Larry June and currency make it a point to put cars in their cover arts in their videos to mention different things. They are smooth brothers that have a cool lifestyle. They have gangster friends that will hurt you, but hey, we just want to have a good time. Just like Dom. We're all positive. Nah, Dom is a gentleman. He's a lover boy. Dom Kennedy is basically, for me, how I look at him is that he's a player rapper. He's more about being fresh and getting girls. Larry June is a pimp. You already know. It's a different mentality over a guy trying to pimp a young. Hey, Jones about like yeah, he likes taking youngins out on dates and, and he be missing them and then he, and he misses them. He misses like the joint that used to live by a hole. Yeah, but that's the Larry June. I don't like yeah yeah oh, oh. <laughs> I don't like that Larry June. I like yeah sock it to me. I like that Larry June when he was on his pimp swag. Now that he's trying to, and I understand he has to adapt. Because he understands, hey, yeah, melody, yeah. melody is what people want. So he's trying to do that. But nah, I'd, I'd rather hear, uh, you know, the other stuff. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the song, uh, the Alchemist beat on his album. Oh, my God, that beat was too fire, bro. He was trying his best. He wasn't bad, but it's just like, nah, that beat is too epic for him. That's why I'm like, that Alchemist beat, I know it's, I mean, that Alchemist album I know it's going to be good. I'm an Alchemist fan. I like most of the projects he does with other artists. And I don't listen to the artists after that. Like I mentioned last week or so, I liked Alchemist's album with Rock Marciano. I've liked Alchemist's album with Armand Hammer, with Damo Genesis, a lot of artists. But I don't become a fan of those artists because I know I'm there for the Alchemist. Even with Currency, one of my top five projects this year is Continuance. Because, hey, Currency was on his game, but Alchemist was going crazy with those beats, too. So, yeah, Larry, he's a cool rapper, but I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. I'm not Weird. a fan of a lot of You can't not be a fan of him if you like Dom Kennedy and Currency and that's Payroll. Like, that's like saying I should be a little Dirk fan because I like Future. And I no, like, that's not like the same. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It is. Payroll, Payroll Giovanni, Currency, and Dom. But you don't like Larry? That's weird. Nah, and he's saucy. Nah, it's not weird. <laughs> they're not the same. I just it just doesn't make sense. Hey man, they're not the same. They're different artists, have different content, different tones, different. Like, I don't know, man. Does I, payroll like, do anything different? Only time payroll does different stuff is when he doesn't work with Cardo. 
Yeah. His content is the same. The production is different. I Like I said, but I can tell you, Breakout, like I said, I know uh, Payroll's best projects. I love 10 Stack Commandments. I bought it. I bought oh, his no. albums with Cardo. I love Another Day, Another Dollar. Any artist that I'm a fan of, I can tell you their best projects, what I like from them, whoop-de-whoop. Same with Babyface Ray, MIA Season 2. Mwah. Classic. And then Face, he's has another definitive project that's put him up on another level. That's what I talk about. Like I mentioned with Currency, he has classic moments. Smokey Robinson, of course, How Fly with Wiz, Pilot Talk, The Series, uh, Covert Coop. He has standout projects, even Freddie Gibbs. Nah, I want to hear about this. Yeah, Babyface Killer. I'm not even, yeah, even before Alchemist, Babyface Killer. You can ask Osei about Babyface Killer. He liked that project, and he's not even a Freddie Gibbs fan, but he used to play that joint a lot. That, that Gangsta Grills was fired and a cold day in hell. And he's then, of course, his stuff with Mad Lib and Alchemist. He's so, hey, that's cool. I don't even think, for me, for someone to be overrated, like, who's rating him? You think because I like him? I'm like the only Freddie Gibbs fan you know. You don't know anybody else that listens to him, so how is he overrated? Thank God, though. Yeah, but that's the point. So when you use these terms, I'm like, who are you judging? Because him? all you nerdy-ass fucking journalist people be hyping him up. and all I've liked Freddie Gibbs since high school. You and B-Dot. You do, you yeah, but that's the him. difference. I've you liked have liked him for a long friends, time. Huh? You have liked him for a long time. That's what I'm saying. I've liked Freddie Gibbs. That's that's why I'm like, you're weird for trying to compare Larry June, a nigga that just pulled up the last couple of years to niggas I've been listening to since high school and college, like Currency. I mean, you ain't listen to him that much, but you definitely are the first person to tell me about Freddie Gibbs like yeah, 12 I mean, years ago. I used to ago. fuck with Freddie Gibbs a lot. Like 12 years ago, at least. Yeah, I started listening to him senior year of high school. The same as Currency, I started listening to him like 2007, 2006, the Sports Center mixtape, whenever that came out, because I liked them on Wayne Joint. And ironically, it was on the Alchemist beat. <laughs> so, hey, it all came full circle. But when it comes to Larry June, hey, it's not my style. He's not bad. I'm not a Jay Z fan. People say he's the greatest rapper ever. So, there's a lot of niggas that are way better than Larry June that I'm not a fan of. So, that's why I don't. Get but your Jay Z fan thing is just like how you were a Kobe hater and a Tupac hater. Yeah, but yeah, I respect Jay Z. I've bought Jay Z albums before. Oh, Not a Drake fan, but I bought his album this year because I love his album. It's a top five album for me this year. So I can like people. I cannot like people. It is what it is. He's not a bad artist, but it's not for me. Shame. Hey, and there you go. Chopper Soup Convos. We out of here. And I'm not a munch. We out of here. Yeah, you're a big munchie. About to go to New York and start eating and rocking. <laughs>